Welcome to Consulting Growth Hour with me, Fahim Musa, where I break down key growth concepts so you can build a thriving consulting business. Check out the show notes for presentations and handouts as we go deep into the rabbit hole of consulting. Let's get started. All right, let's just get started. By the way, thank you once again, all of you, for taking the time and coming to the session, Create a Consulting Growth Hour. As you know, we have these sessions every two weeks for consultants by consultants, where we talk about a different topic related to consulting growth, of course. So today is, of course, we're going to be talking about direct mail strategies, or as some people call it, contact marketing. So it's direct mail. Direct mail, when you think about direct mail, typically you think about receiving an envelope in the mail, right? The lots of these letters that you get in the mail where, you know, you, you kind of inundated with them. But then when you talk about what contact marketing is, it's, it, it gives you a different perspective. And I'll tell you what that is. So it's the discipline of using micro-focused campaigns, the breakthrough to people that can add scale to your business, often those that are difficult to, to get through to, folks that can possibly give you a, huge, a, a big order for your company or you know, even possibly be a partner for your consulting firm. So that's the distinction between you know, calling your campaign a typical direct marketing campaign um, and viewing it as contact marketing. And I'm giving you some examples so you'll understand why we call it contact marketing. And by the way, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, in these sessions, I tend to just jump right in without any introduction about who I am or what I've done before. So if you're interested in learning a little bit about what I do, just go to the, go to the LinkedIn event page. There's a brief uh, bio, or you can just look at my profile. Okay. So back to contact marketing. So that's, that's a brief definition of what contact marketing is. It's, it's, it's to be used when you want to break through to specific people. And of course, it's a direct mail type of strategy where it's, it's offline. It's not fully online. There are some online components to it, which I will get into, but it's, it's typically an offline strategy. And, you know, for about two, for 22 sessions of Consulting Growth Hour, I've talked about various online strategies and why I feel online marketing is, is important for, for consultants because the world is changing. But at the same time, you know, offline strategies such as this, this one can be very relevant because, you know, when your potential client is inundated with with online pitches and, and online marketing, this can be a very nice touch. And I'll show you an example right after this about how I used this strategy in, in, a, in a previous life, in a, in a previous consulting business. So here we go. Here's example number one. So some of you know that I owned a strategic planning consulting business, and that was my main gig for about 10 years. But I also, on the side, owned a digital marketing consulting firm because one of my clients wanted digital, digital marketing and I partnered up with somebody and started a digital marketing consulting firm to reach mid-sized and large companies and senior decision makers within these types of organizations. So it was a digital marketing consulting firm. And, you know, in, in digital marketing, 
right? Everybody is trying to hit your competitors with digital marketing. Like my, the, the, the firms in my space were all trying to get my, my target client's attention using digital marketing. So we, we, did, we did this a little differently. We thought, why don't we go the offline route and just stand out? In front of our in front of our customers. So this is what we did. So the campaign was that we would send a bulky package, right? You can see the envelope. Our, our envelope looked almost as almost identical to what you're seeing on the screen. So we had an envelope. We we we, we it was a bulky package. It was a bubble bubble wrap envelope. We put in a magnifying glass, like a physical magnifying glass, and and we put in a sales letter. Now the sales letter would contain you know this is this is like the, this company is a digital marketing company right so what we initially pitched our audience was search engine optimization services do people know what search engine optimization is just type in the chat if you're familiar with with what that is it's essentially trying to get your name your client's name at the in the first page of google the first or you know the first few links of uh, of uh, of google and what we did was it was a it was a personalized campaign so we had a list of potential buyers right we were going after mid-sized companies and some large companies we had a list of potential buyers we would uh, have our marketing assistant look at the keywords of each of those buyers and what people search for when they search for you know, the category of services. So let's say we were looking at construction companies, then we would, you know, search for keywords for, for those construction companies. The keywords are like people, people, people that, you know, search for real estate companies, they would look for apartments. So they would type in, you know, apartments for sale at, you know, Adelaide and, and King, for example, and in, in Toronto. And so we would take those keywords and we would search for each of those companies and then we would see in the first page of Google if those companies actually showed up in the first page of Google. And more, more often than not, those companies would not show up. So we would take a screenshot of, or we take a printout of that page and, and put it in the sales letter, right? And we would tell the companies, and in that sales letter, we would say that even with a magnifying glass, we couldn't find you on Google. Right, so it was a little bit of, of humor in that in that campaign. We would say that you know even with a magnifying glass, we can't find you on Google, and so the the rest of the sales page, the sales letter would would talk about you know how we can help them get on the first page of of Google. So what we did was we ended up sending around thirty of these. I don't remember the exact number, but we I know that we sent out around thirty of these every month to a very highly targeted list. And we would land one client. It cost us about ten to fifteen dollars the, the entire package, right? It was a pretty it, it considerably relatively expensive. But what we realized is that you know we sent out thirty of these, so it cost us around three hundred to four hundred, four around four hundred dollars per month. But we would always end up landing a client, and because our business, this consulting business was a recurring revenue business where we would first start off with, we would, we would pitch SEO, search engine optimization, but then, you know, we would also sometimes land up and end up getting website services 
And then we would end up getting Google AdWords, Google advertising, and then branding and design. So it was a month on month service. So spending $450 every month and then getting a client which would who would potentially you know pay us thousands of dollars every month uh, was a no-brainer right and it was pretty predictable right and a lot of the times people would write back to us and say that was a pretty that was pretty funny it was pretty creative let's have a conversation right and sometimes people would say that you know i don't need digital marketing services right now but i like the way you think so let's keep in touch Right. It was a great icebreaker. It was a great door opener. And, you know, the thing about these bulky packages is that, you know, when you send a regular direct mail campaign and you get these, you know, all the time, right? You go open your, open your mailbox and it's like you, you've got, the, you got a lot of these campaigns. It's just a regular envelope. There's nothing creative about it. And every envelope looks the same. So when you do this to businesses, right, there are two issues here. Number one, it's simply, it's very plain looking. It looks like everything else. And number two, there is a gatekeeper for, you know, when you're targeting large companies and mid-sized companies, typically there's a gatekeeper, an executive assistant or a secretary that is sifting through mail that the boss gets. And that individual is not going to recommend that his or her boss reads, you know, every single piece of mail they're opening that package and if there's something relevant then they would pass it on but a lot of us a lot of the the mail that executives get never end up getting being read by the intended recipients so you know that 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 is a problem with direct mail but with a package like this you know what we used to do is we never put in we, we never put our name our company's name in the in the you know on the envelope it would just be two and in the from section, it would just be our, our names, right? And we would put confidential. So when a package like this arrives at an executive assistant's desk, they probably think that, you know, their boss had, has, has ordered something online or somebody has sent a gift or whatnot. And that package would go straight to the executive's desk, right? And because it's a bulky package, that, that magnifying glass is in it, right? It's a, it's a bulky package. It doesn't, you know get hidden under a pile of packages. It's, it usually sits on top. And when you see something bulky, naturally your incl inclination is that, you know, you're gonna be wondering what that is. Has somebody sent you something? Is that a gift? Have you ordered something online and you've forgotten about it? So you, you immediately reach out to that piece of that package and open it up, right? So it worked on a lot of levels and this for that particular business, this ended up being the main, you know, lead generation mechanism. It worked really well. It was a, it was a, a that business was done for a brief period of time, but this was the, the the main kind of you know lead generation approach, customer acquisition approach. So, is this making sense? Is this something that is useful to you? Put give me some feedback in the comments so I know that you guys are getting some value out of it. Hello, Eduardo. I'm just looking at the comments, Theodore. Good to have you guys here and, and Michael, of course. So let me know. Okay, Krista, good that you love the idea. So this is the thing. So what I'm doing here is I'm giving you my examples, right? This is what I did. And I'm not saying that you, you know, you should do exactly the same thing. This is simply to ignite your thinking. 
think about what you can do in your business through this. And, and, you know, just so you know, this is not something that we came up with. We hired a coach and we learned this process, right? And, you know, it worked out for us. So think about in your business, um, how can you use a method like this? Now, the downside is, I mean, not downside, but, you know, it is, it is an expensive process, you know, depending on where we were sending the, the packages you know, the postage went up. So it was costing us between 10 and 15 bucks per package. And so you got to make sure that your, 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 your target list is, is vetted and, you know, you've done your homework in terms of who you want to target, your, your target market and so on. So if you have all that under, if you have all, you know, if you, if you've got all that kind of, you know, down, then a campaign like this would work. If you don't have it and you want to just mass email people, mass mail people, that is going to simply going to shoot up your, your, your bill. So anyway, so think about how you could use this tactic in your business. All right. So contact marketing example number two. Now, remember the, the purpose of contact marketing or, you know, creative direct mail is to ensure that you cut through the the noise and you get the attention of your intended recipient typically an individual that is high up the hierarchy in a in a business a c-level executive or a senior vice president or possibly even a senior director right so you want these outreaches and you want these these contacts if you will to be creative and to be highly personalized Right when they're personalized and they're relevant, that's when you get the best, you get the biggest bang for your buck. So, example number two is using insights and information. Okay, so this is for you folks out there. I know consultants are some of you consultants, some of you here may be authors, may have written books before. So, if you've got a book or you've written a white paper before, or you know. If you've even written an, an article before, which is relevant, what you could do is based on who you're writing to, right? Like when you do your research uh, of your contacts, based on who those people are, based on what you research about them online or read their annual report or read their SEC filings and, and gather some information, Based on that, you can send them a copy of your book or send them a copy of your white paper or article or whatnot with a sticky note saying that, hey, I noticed that you're having these issues and go to page number 28. I've talked about this in the book. So if you've got something relevant that you can relate to a problem that they're having, right, then you can kind of use this tactic. For example, if you come across your one of your dream companies, one of your dream clients, the prospects that has had a bad quarter, for example, right? And you have some information on that. You, you, you're a sales consulting company or a sales training company. And you say that, okay, here's how you bounce back from a bad quarter. You've written about it before. Then you can kind of tie both of those things and you know reach out. So this is a, a highly personal tactic, but then, you know, 
these tactics are meant to be used for organizations and opportunities which can add massive scale to your companies, massive scale to your consulting firms. Like imagine, you know, writing to somebody at Microsoft or somebody at, you know, a large company that, you know, could really change the face of your business, right? So doing your research, understanding who you're targeting, understanding what they're going through, and then kind of tying back some of your some of your thought leadership to that problem can set you apart right so what if you don't have you know you you don't have a book or you don't have some kind of article that you've written before or you haven't written about the, about the topic but you're an expert at the topic and you you know how to solve the individual's problem maybe you can use a third party article maybe you can use an article that you came across online or in, in a magazine and then say, hey, I thought this is relevant for you. Write the, you know, a small note in the, in the, in the, in the, you know, in the sticky note, highlight portions of the article, print it out, highlight it, portions of the article, and, you know, then, then send it out. So when the gatekeeper opens up this package, you know, it's going to see, it's gonna, they're going to see a handwritten note. They're going to see some, you know, portions highlighted that kind of, you know, immediately your package is going to be, it's going to look different. Right, so there's chances of you being your 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 a note being bumped up are high, right? So you can u- make it work using third-party articles as well, but make sure that you don't use you know articles from publications that your prospect likely already reads, like maybe a Fortune or or whatnot or a Forbes. If they're popular publications, then your prospect may have already read them. Make sure that you 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 dig out an article that's highly relevant that your prospect likely has not read, okay? Now, if you have a podcast, having a podcast and inviting potential prospects is also a potential strategy, which I've thought some of my clients, and I used to do this in my consulting business before as well, where you have a podcast and you invite potential clients, not so you can pitch them, but just to open up a relationship with them, right? So if, you, if you're doing that, then you know, you can use this strategy in conjunction with with that podcast strategy where you invite people to your podcast. These are potential clients. Have a 30-minute conversation with them on an industry topic or their their companies and, you know, something that's something relevant. Now you know that individual. You know what, the, you know, what their company is all about. You've had a, built a rapport with them. You can then use this strategy, maybe you know, in a couple of weeks or a month later, you can send them this saying that, hey, I thought of you and here's how, you know, you can solve this problem, you see? So you can use this in in different ways as well. All right, so pop in your questions. Sharon, which one are you talking about? I'm looking at the comments here. You said, love the idea. You're talking about the the first one or the, the second example? Because I've tried both and they're both effective. Although the first one was more effective for for me in in my specific case. I'm thinking the second one. Um, Yeah. You should try it. Mm -hmm. Are you an author? Do you have thought leadership that you can use? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good. Good. Yeah. So it makes it easier. And also, you know, when adding a book in the mail also makes that package bulky. Right, so it's uh-huh. it's better than kind of just sending a printout of an article or a third party, you know, article. So, 
adding a book in there, or even if you're not, you, if you, even if you're not an author, maybe you can add a, another book, something else, which it can be relevant, right? Which your prospect can, can find useful. Okay, cool. So let's move on to example number three and, and just type in your questions for any of these examples. Maybe we can even brainstorm something that is relevant for you, for your business. So type in the questions and I'll be taking some questions in, in the end. Okay, so that's the second example. So example number three. Now, a lot of these folks, now again, the, 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 this kind of campaign is, is typically used for people that are hard to reach are, you know, could be even celebrities in their, in their segment, high level executives. And, you know, these folks may be even kind of being, you know, they, they, they may be interviewed in, in, in the paper often or in trade publications. So if you've come across an interview of your target buyer in the newspaper or in an article somewhere, you know, you could use that, highlight important points and, in the sales letter, you can add value and say, you said this in the interview, and here's how I can, we can help you address these issues. You see, again, remember, these folks have a gatekeeper. So the gatekeeper is going to open this package. And when they see something personal like this, they may forward it to their boss. Here's the thing. I'll give you a little bit of a, some my thoughts on, on, on gatekeepers. A lot of the time, salespeople think that these gate, gatekeepers are their enemies. They're not. They are your allies. Uh, these folks are there. They exist to protect their boss's time, right? They want to make sure, their job is to make sure that their boss's time is protected and only stuff that is relevant comes through the door. So think of these gatekeepers, think of, think of these executive assistants as talent scouts. They're not your enemies, right? They're talent scouts. They're looking for good talent that they can you know, then pass on to their boss. So if they find something relevant, if they find something creative, if they find something that they know their boss will benefit from, they'll bump it up because that makes them look good as well right? You want the gatekeeper to look good when they send your letter to their boss, right? So if you say, if you, if you have something so personal and if you've handwritten something or you've highlighted something and you're kind of relating their interview to what your, to your ask, what they've said in, 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 in an interview to your ask, that makes it highly personal. It also gives the the recipient, the executive, a good impression of you saying that, you know, you've taken the time to read the interview and you've taken the time to send them something personalized and relevant. Remember, you know, you want, you want this to be both personalized and relevant. That's when it'll make the biggest impact. So that, you know, provides a good impression on you to the recipient as well. This is another thing that you can use with the podcast angle. So if you have a podcast and you're, you're interviewing your prospects in order to start building a relationship, you can either send them an article. Let's say you, you want to 
interview or you want to get to know a high-flying CEO or, or a board member of an organization and they're hard to get, right? Send them something like this where they've been interviewed and say, hey, I'd love to talk about these issues. I'd love to talk about all these points on my podcast. So I'd be delighted if you could spare 20 minutes. You see, that's a, a, a good way to break through rather than simply send an email and say, you know, let's chat. So you've got to like let your creative juices flow by using these examples and seeing how you can use them in, by taking these examples and seeing how you can use them in your own situation. Now, has any of you, do, do, you, do any of you folks use Google Alerts? I use this tool a lot. Just type in the chat if you know what it is and if you use Google Alerts. So Google Alerts is nothing but a tool by Google where you can just type in any keyword. Maybe let's say you wanna you know, target Microsoft. So you can just type in Microsoft Chief Strategy Officer or the name of the person. And you know every time that person is mentioned online, you'll get an email. You know, you can create the settings so that you get an email once a day or once a week or as it happens. So I used to have my Google alert settings for certain companies that I was targeting for once a day. So every time that company was mentioned somewhere online or, or my target buyer or executive was mentioned somewhere online, I would get an email and then I would research to say, okay, is that an interview? Was this on a blog? Is this a press release? and so on. So that gives me insights, you see? So Pam, just look up Google Alerts. I'm looking at the, uh, your, your comment. Just since you haven't heard of Google Alerts, just look it up. It's a pretty nifty tool, it's free, and it gives you information on your target buyers. So when we were doing, you know, when we were targeting large companies, I had a list of, you know, 100 dream clients, right? And we did research on, who the buyers were, who, what the hierarchy was like, who the possible influencers could be. And we would attack, you know, all <laughs> angles. We would try and kind of get people that were directly reporting to our buyers, who are adjacent to our buyers, and anything that would help us get to our buyer. You see? And, and the effort, when done well, pays off because these deals are like, you know, six plus figure deals, they're multi-year deals. And, you know, it could really uh, change the scale of, of your business, right? Cool. So that's example number three, just quickly checking the time here. Okay. So again, type in the chat if you have any questions and we'll take them, I'll take them towards the end. So let's go to the fourth and final example of a contact marketing campaign that you can use. So this one again is a sales letter. It's a physical letter in the mail with an image of you, the consultant, speaking into a camera. Okay, and I'll tell you why. It's a screenshot of yourself on video where you create a personalized video showing them how they can address a problem. Now, the physical letter has your image on it and the letter would also have the web address or the URL of that personalized video. You know, you can use a tool like Loom, loom.com. It's a free tool. You can, or you can even kind of 
use any recording software that you have and then upload that video on YouTube and share the link on the uh, share the link to the video in the sales page itself so that the your buyer could then go in and type in that email type in that URL and you know check out that video now just on that URL bit people are a little skeptical or concerned about you know just typing in a random URL because of you know hacking and phishing and all these scams and everything so make sure that the URL that you send is from a recognized brand so a youtube url youtube.com slash blah 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 would work loom.com would work as well just make sure that you use a url shortener bitly also is a is a, is a brand that a lot of people know so bit.ly slash a, a a personal url so if you're talking to some, let's say your buyer's name is mark smith so you would go to bitly.com and shorten whatever URL you have and say bit.ly slash Mark Smith, which is your prospect's name. So it's, it's short, it's easy, and it's, you know, it can be trusted. Okay, so that's some of the housekeeping and all the logistics on how you, you know, set up that URL. But how do you, when do you use this tactic? One of my fellow consultants, also a digital marketing consultant, he used this back in the day where he would send something like this to his prospect and he would record a 15-minute video critiquing their website, right? So he was a, a website consultant and a digital marketing consultant, and he would do a screen share, go to their website, and he would say, okay, he would, he would talk about certain issues that the website has. Right, the images here—it's you know your the, the navigation menu, how you can improve that. Some a few things about you know how the pages are laid out, so on and so forth. So a critique on the website, providing a few tips on what they could do to improve it, and of course a call to action in the end, uh, inviting them for a conversation in case they want to, you know, talk more. Right. So in those situations, it was yeah. It was pretty handy. Sharon, may I request you mute yourself, please? Thank you. So in a situation like that, in a business like that, where, you know, you could simply go and do a screen share on someone's website, this tactic would work. It could also work, like, if you simply want to record yourself talking about a certain issue or talking about something that's relevant, you know, ten in 10 minutes or possibly 15 minutes, it could it could work. It depends on. I mean, here's when you know you need to understand and you need to think about your creative, your your current situation, your sales situation, and be a little bit be a little creative as to how you're going to use this video strategy. Because remember, I'm really you know I'm really big on video. Remember that you know you you folks are consultants and consulting is a high touch business. People want to see you. Right, people want to see the person that they want to they, they they're potentially going to hire, right? And video is the next best thing to face to face. So if you're not gonna, you know, talk to them face to face, then make sure that you, you add video to your sales process as much as possible, because you know video builds affinity. And in in our business, it's a very personal, high touch business. 
they want to see you and you know they want to you know like you they want to know how you talk and so on because when they hire you they know that they're going to you know interact a lot with you personally it's not like you're a you know you're a seller of air conditioning systems where they see you they you install the the, the systems and you leave a consultant is or an advisor is going to work with the client to put you know very closely or the client teams very closely so the more affinity you build by using video in lieu of face-to-face, -face, the better off your, your chances are, the better off you're going to be and the, and, and the higher your chances are going to be when it comes to you know, landing a client or landing even a conversation. All right. Does that make sense? Cool. So those are my four examples i've done other campaigns as well but these are the four that were you know i've used myself and i've helped you know some clients of mine use these campaigns in their consulting businesses and these are the ones that you know have gotten us the most traction so you know think about how you can use these in your own business and it's a lot of fun as well especially the, the first example that i gave you the the one that I, I use for my digital marketing company, it it's, you know, there was a touch of humor that we added to the campaign. And a lot of the times we would simply get an email back from the prospect saying that, you know, it was pretty funny. Thank you for the gift. We'll get back to you or simply, you know, we'll, we like the way you think, just come and have a conversation, you see. And, and for that campaign, you know, it worked really well because we were, marketing to marketers and marketers are always looking for you know innovative campaigns right that could help them stand out and if somebody is is sending them a campaign that made you know if we, we were sending marketers campaigns that made it made made us stand out then they wanted to talk to us right so that's why it's important to kind of you know think about your situation and then see how you can use relevant campaigns for your for your business okay so that's as, that's as far as the examples go now i have a small bonus as well or just before that when do you use this approach right when do you use contact marketing as a strategy the answer is you can use it anytime you want right it depends on your situation it's it could also be you, you could use this as a lead strategy you could use this as an alternative strategy to you know to land new clients there are certain instances where it does definitely make sense when your prospects are not particularly digitally savvy. We used our bulky mail campaign for to reach out to people in the construction sector, for example, right? And when I say construction, I'm talking about companies that were making large cranes and construction equipment, right? Some of these folks are pretty old school, even folks in the mining industry like i i'm i'm in i'm in canada and and the mining industry is huge but some of these folks are pretty old school right like back in the day the the only way they the some of these folks would market themselves or you know build awareness is through trade shows and stuff like it's really old school so they wouldn't even like there wouldn't be a way to reach them online so for certain industries and certain sectors it it makes sense to have a an offline touch even though like you know everything is digital this and digital that these days when you create your campaigns for your your companies just you, you've got to kind of think about who the buyer is 
what their habits and behaviors are and how they typically receive information before you design a campaign for them, right? When your contacts are hard to reach, like they're, they're VIPs, they're C-levels, sometimes even government agencies that are hard to break through, you can use creative contact marketing campaigns to target and build relationships with key prospective clients and handful of prospective clients that can change the scale of your business, right? This is not just a one-time campaign. Let me add that. Like some of these campaigns you can use, you know, on a monthly monthly basis, if your target clients or your prospects are hard to reach, right? Use a combination of these examples and keep in touch with your clients and they'll remember you. You see, a lot of the times when you send campaigns and, and marketing is, is, you know, all, all, all marketing is like this. It, it just because you market to a prospect doesn't mean that they're ready to, ready to buy. So you've got to be top of mind and be in touch. You can use a combination of these campaigns and be in touch over a period of a few months because a lot of these, you know, large companies and large and, you know, high level executives are hard to reach. And sometimes they may see a campaign, sometimes they may not, but, you know, the more they kind of see you, the more they, you know, build affinity and remember you. So, and, and when they're ready to buy, they'll just forward that package or forward that campaign to somebody relevant in their team, you know, somebody below, and then you're in business because when you get a referral from your boss or somebody high up the, the hierarchy, you're going to, you know, make sure that you you act on it so if a director gets a direction from a c-level executive or, or a senior vice president saying that you know look into this vendor that director is going to take take you seriously and then you're you got one foot in the door you see so it's not a one-time thing just use these campaigns use these ideas to keep in touch and finally you know instances when this approach is recommended is when your industries or your markets are inundated with the, with digital campaigns and that's why we did it in the in, in the digital consulting business that we had a lot of our most of our competitors were hitting our ideal mar clients with digital strategies and we decided okay you know what let's use a pure offline strategy and and that worked okay just a sip of water. For those of you listening to this on the podcast or, or elsewhere, go to the show notes and you'll see the presentation so you, can see the, so you can see the visuals as well, okay? All right, so some best practices for contact marketing. Sales gimmicks or stunts. Now, avoid using gimmicks or stunts, right? You know, there are a lot of times where you'll get gifts or souvenirs or Somebody would send you, you know, one of those, those, those squeezy balls with their, you know, name on it, with your logo on it. That could also make a package bulky, right? And have you open it, but then that's just a gimmick at the end. You folks are advisors and, and consultants, and you've got to be true to, you know, your brand as an expert, as a business expert. So make sure that even though you are creating these contact marketing campaigns, make sure that they're not gimmicky, right? They're, they're intellectual, they are relevant to the business, they are personalized and they are creative so that you can kind of, you know, you get, you get the attention of 
the the prospect and you know prospects consulting buyers are looking for creative people right they want an outside perspective and when they know that a consultant or an advisor has reached out to them creatively differently it doesn't look like all the other touches or other other campaigns that that he or she gets that puts you in a different league and it makes the prospect want to get to know you okay now this kind of campaign a contact marketing campaign is great for building rapport with gatekeepers receptionists and secretaries and so on what i used to do is i used to call the the company and deliberately talk to the receptionist right and get to know him or her and get to know their name and i would simply say hey i'm sending a package for your boss mr smith so can you confirm your address please right and so that does two things one is it builds a rapport they know who i am i know their name and it also has them look out for my package they know that they you know their boss is getting a package i'm i'm sending a package so they know i mean if they've talked to me before they they can just kind of you know forward that package to to their boss right so it adds a one one more level of rapport when you act when you call them and when you say hey you're sending a package always personalize your approach right one size fits all approaches typically don't work when it comes to contact marketing right you're using this you know just so you can break through to high level executives if you're sending a mass mail mass campaign it typically will not work and like i said don't stop with one touch send them multiple touches even every month if if you need if need be and remember like one a large client can really change your business so make sure that you don't stop with one touch typically one touch does not work you need some money prospects need multiple touches so make sure that you use a combination of the examples that i've shown you or examples of your own or you know approaches of your own to to be in touch until you get a response and these are just ideas okay let these ideas ignite your creativity and uh, you know so you can come up with your own campaigns. Okay. So that's as far as campaigns go and examples go and best practices go. I wanted to add a, a little bonus for those of you who've waited till the end and show you an anatomy of a sales letter. Again, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, or listening to the recording, go to the show notes and you'll see the the presentation deck. Okay? So I'm on page 10. the anatomy of a sales letter so some of you may be asking yourselves okay what do you write in the letter like i've talked about a sales letter what do you write along with you know the the other item whether it's a book or a magnifying glass or an article or what not there has to be a sales letter that goes in the package as well so what do you write there so here's how i break down my sales letters okay again this is an example so the first part of the letter is the hook right the hook is something that grabs that is meant to grab your prospect's attention so i would write something that is is very relevant very personal so in your interview to newsweek on may 6 you mentioned how your recent merger with papercorp had resulted in so and so etc etc so i'm starting with that 
I'm not saying, I'm not starting off with talking about who I am and what I do and how I can help your company. I'm starting off the letter with a specific instance where instant, instance where they've been interviewed and what they said, okay? So that's personal, that's relevant as well. Then I, then the next section is relate. So how do you relate that with what you can offer them? So here I've talked about a few benefits of what we do, help you improve efficiency, enhance customer experience, et cetera, et cetera, using employee engagement and digital transformation, right? Just very briefly, three lines of what I do and how I, I can relate that to the initial paragraph and in the initial hook. Then the question is, why me? So then I could, then you go in and say, okay, we published a comprehensive white paper on how your team, how our team transformed, et cetera, et cetera. We've got these results. And I'm sure you have heard about challenges this company faced post their merger. So you see, I'm tying in what I've done in the past, the result that I've got a similar company in the past. And, you know, I'm tying it to this individual, or this buyer. So it's very relevant, right? I'm not talking about something in general. And then finally, the ask. Now in the ask, you know, you don't want to simply be presumptuous and say, let's get on a call. So the way I like to do it is like, I, I say, while I don't know whether we're a good fit for your company, why don't we schedule a short call to help me learn more about your unique challenges? From there, we can decide if it makes sense to set up a deeper conversation, right? So I'm showing a little bit of a, a little bit of humility there. I'm not saying that, you know, let's get on a call here sometimes. I'm asking him, like, you know, let's, uh, I, I don't know if this is a good fit, but why don't we set up a call? And always suggest a time or two or, or, or two times alternatives so that it's quicker. And also add, if that doesn't work, please have Janice or John call me. And that would be the executive assistant. Call me at this number. Naming the executive assistant also is a nice touch because that tells the executive that you have a relationship there or you know who they are or whatnot. You see, so that's another kind of subtle way of saying that, you know, you've done your homework and, and busy executives like salespeople, like consultants that have done their homework. You see, we may think that they don't want to talk to us. They don't want to hear us, but these folks, they respect ingenuity and they respect homework. They respect creativity. So don't feel shy and don't think that you know, these executives are never going to listen to or you're want to hear from somebody like you. Trust me, they do. They do. These executives all have some kind of financial result that they're responsible for. And to achieve their goals, they need the right team and the right people and the right vendors and the right consultants and advisors. So if your message is relevant to them, you can rest assured that, you know, they will reach out to you or they will at least keep you in mind or pass you down to somebody else, right? The effort that you take is in your control. So make sure that the effort you take, you know, is, is excellent and you knock it out of the park when you have an opportunity, right? So that brings me to the end of my presentation. Just before I open it up to questions, as you know, I have a firm or a business that helps people like you to land new clients and build a pipeline. 
I work with both owners of consulting boutique consulting firms and independent uh, consultants who want to build a sustainable sales pipeline. So if you're interested in having me do something like this for you or just having, having a conversation, I don't know your business. So if you just want to have a conversation, then just reach out to me, either email me or reach out to me on LinkedIn. And then we can have a chat and see if this is, if there's a fit. Okay. I'm going to open it up to questions. So I know some of you were liked some of the examples. So if you have any questions, just put them in the chat, or if you want to think about your questions and even kind of reach out to me via email or on LinkedIn, I'm happy to, to, uh, to answer any, any questions that you have. If you have a question about, let's say, a specific campaign, let me know. And if I have encountered such an example in my life before, in my, in, in, in my you know, previous life before, in any of my other businesses, then I can help you out. I will you know, give you any tips that you have that you need and you can try out those campaigns. These are, these are fun campaigns. I used to have a lot of fun doing them and I'm sure you will as well. So what is your podcast called? I'm interested in learning more. So the podcast that I had was called Radical Tribe. And it's, it's not, I've, I've stopped it. It's, it was a podcast specifically that I used when I ran my consulting business before. So go to radicaltribe.com and you can check out what I, what I did. Okay. And let me know if you have any questions. All right, folks, thank you. Stop at the hour and thank you for joining. And I'll see you in the next session of Consulting Growth Hour. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening right to the end. I appreciate your time. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and connect with me and say hi on LinkedIn. For video replays of these sessions, check out our YouTube channel. And most importantly, join us live to get all your questions answered at Consulting Growth Hour Live. All details in the show notes. See you next time.